Hello and welcome to the High Performance Nursing Podcast with me, your host Liam Caswell. Join me as we lean in, get curious and take strategic and meaningful action to build our high performance nursing careers. We thought we'd just jump on and kind of have an off-the-cuff discussion and have a chat about all things mindset. I did put out some some stories asking people for questions and we had a few comedians in the group send us some things that I won't repeat on here. (laughs) Uh, You have to like message me after. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. it's so funny. But I wanted to start with uh, what's something amazing that's happening in your world at the moment? Me? I am, oh gosh, there's so much going on. It's hard to pinpoint one thing. Um, (laughs) The Breakthrough Nurse is just about to launch our first physical product. So I'm very excited for that. And we're just currently on the last week of enrollment for Untamed, which is the group program that I run. Um, So last round for the year. So yeah, just getting all the ladies in, getting their emotional clearing sessions done, getting ready for November 2nd. So yeah, that's me. It's kept me busy, but I love it. How about you? Love that. Oh God, what's happening here? Um, <laughs> so much um, too. Anyway. Like yourself, you know. Just, I know that just like yourself, just in the depths, but doing lots of awesome things. Um, I've got a podcast dropping tomorrow uh, with Tim Ferriss. He's a private strategic Amazing. advisor to CEOs. It was a fascinating chat. I love all the things leadership. So yeah, that's dropping tomorrow. It's exciting, and I'm just. Uh, finalizing and launching my leadership program for clinicians transitioning into leadership so i'm super stoked about that as well that will be so so epic i think there's such a gap there you kind of you learn all your nursey bits but it's the the really embodying that leadership and like stepping through with confidence that i've seen a huge gap throughout my career and no doubt you have as well that's why you're creating this Yeah, it's fascinating, isn't it? Because we have, like you say, we get so caught up in clinical life. And I think that's where we both do a lot of work is helping people unpack that there's so much more to nursing than just being a clinician and being a good clinician. And that shows up in so many different ways, right? Like for me as a clinician, as I moved through my career, I just got so caught up in my head and, you know, really got stuck in my mindset. And I know you do a lot of mindset work. So how important do you think mindset is for people uh, building and moving throughout their careers? Yeah, it's. I feel like it is up there. Obviously, with knowing your stuff as a nurse, it's like, you know, the system component of being super, super important. And I actually did a post on this the other day and I was like, I'm going to go and edit that because I feel like, and it said the inner work is just as important as the professional development, but I actually feel like it is more important. And I say this because obviously there's a baseline. You've got to know your stuff to be a nurse, but we get so much professional development that we kind of like, it just gets left on the back burner. And then, you know, before we know it, we're just in this world of healthcare where there's so many external pressures and when there's external pressures then our underlying like dominant limiting beliefs come up or you know our base 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 level behaviors and I talk about the unconscious mind a lot but that's where up to 97% of our our thought patterns the way we show up how we feel about ourselves the way we see the world our memories etc are stored so when we're placed under pressure we're automatically going to revert back to that so if you want to be an exceptional leader, then you've got to, you know, take that inside out approach um, mm. alongside, you know, knowing your clinical knowledge. 
Yeah, I love that so much. And I think we all have maybe seen those leaders, um, you know, throughout our lifespan of our careers that aren't in touch with who they are. And I think yeah. it's a super critical step because yeah. the minute that you step up the ladder or step into a team leading role or move up the chain, you um, are open to criticism. And I think a lot of people don't recognize that and understand that as you move, the higher you move up, the more open you are to being criticized. And obviously everybody deals with that differently, but it's again, something, it's a life skill, right? That we're never really taught. We're never really taught how to process that. And we just latch on to all that external stuff and then make it mean something. Mm -hmm. We make it mean something about us. And that's where it gets really damaging. Exactly. We create these stories about ourselves and that, you know, forms a behavior. And then that becomes like our personal reality, our personality, how we show up. And then all of a sudden we're like this person who we don't know who we are. We're disconnected from that, but we also don't know how to change. Mm. And I think that allows us, you know, getting into that inner work and doing that work, like with someone like yourself, allows you to then become much more aligned about where you're moving forward. Do you find that with the the women that you work with in the group? A hundred percent. Like a lot of women actually come to me and they're like, I really, I want to do this for my career, but I just feel stuck or I am sick of my career. I don't know where to go. And so like by getting rid of everything that is not you, so like your conditioning, your limiting beliefs, like all that shit, then you actually connect to the place of like, okay, I know who I am and I and so deeply in tune with that, you actually become very intuition led in your next steps. And things just seem to unfold for you as well when you're aligned. Like you don't have to, you know, know how it just, it happens. And I've seen it time and time again. I know through my own journey and I know actually you did a story on it the other day where you were sharing, like, you didn't know how you were going to like come to Australia and all this stuff, but Mm. you did. And like, you just take one step at a time and when you don't have all the mental conditioning and the heaviness that goes on up here, like overthinking, anxiety, you know, the limitations, I can't do that. I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough. That's for her. That's not for me. I can't be successful, blah, 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 whatever it is for you. Mm. Then you're actually just like, okay, well, what do I want to do? Oh, I'm vibing this. Well, cool. I'll take a step forward. Instead of like when you've got the mental conditioning, what I see so much of is self-sabotage and Mm -hmm. it is so frustrating. But basically what self-sabotage is, is your subconscious mind is not on board with where you think you want to go consciously. And so it becomes like this really weird, annoying, frustrating dance where you're like, cha-charing like you know five steps forward and then you're like Uh, your subconscious is like hang on a minute this is uncomfortable you can't do this remember this time you got hurt or whatever it comes up Mm -hmm. and then it takes you like 10 steps back and you're like why did I even try why did I even bother and then there's more evidence of why you shouldn't so you know again going back to mindset so fucking important because when we've got (laughs) our got our mind on board then it's not necessarily about never having negative thoughts like Everyone Mm. has negative thoughts. We all have an ego mind um, that's going to come in from time to time and, you know, try and chat some shit at us. That's fine. But when you know how to handle that, you move so much differently. Mm. And it's allowing yourself to feel all the feelings, except that life is 50-50. It's 50% awesome and it's 50% shite. (laughs) And that is the reality, right? And you're allowed to Mm. have those days. I think... A lot of nurses, we're, we're doers, you know, we're, we're carers, we are self-sacrificers mostly. We, we give to others so much and then yeah. fail to give back to ourselves. I think it's important for us to recognize that 
that we can feel everything, that we can move through it, and that we don't need to make it mean anything as we move forwards. 100%. And I think that's such a good point because what I see a lot of in my nurse clients too is that suppressing of emotion because somewhere along the line we've like been told that feeling emotion is not safe or it's bad, whether that be from like external factors or like things you've been through in your own life and growing up, you know, maybe you never were able to express yourself and, you know, it was kind of deemed as bad whatever it is in your past, but the most important thing you can do is learn how to feel and healthily work through your emotions because if you don't, and I always use this analogy, if any of my clients are on here, they're going to be like, here she goes again with this bloody analogy, (laughs) but it's so good. I love it. I'm never going to stop it. So, you know, forcing your emotions down is like that giant beach ball, trying Mm. to hold it under the waves and hold it, hold it, hold it. And eventually it's going to pop back up, might hit you in the face, might hit someone else in the face, but it's not going to pop up peacefully. And that's exactly what happens with our emotions. And then you add into the mix a hectic, stressful work environment and it's just chaotic. Yeah, so, that speaks yeah. to my soul because that literally is my experience as a new manager. Until I started getting coached, I didn't understand like the severity of how much I needed to unpack myself. Um, And a lot of people get uncomfortable with that. Mm. Good old Brene Brown, you know, we need to lean into the vulnerability and get curious with what's going on for us internally. Because as a nurse unit manager, you're a day-to-day educator, you're faced with complaints, human rights commission complaints. You've got people criticising you left, right and centre. You've got really pissed relatives coming and saying, Jenna, you're staff for shit and you're shit because you're the leader of the team. And that hurts, like that gets under your skin. Mm. And I'm super passionate about the work that you're doing and the work that I'm doing to help people see that that is not a reflection of you. Because at the time I took that on. Oh my goodness, I took that so on. So personally, right? You're like, I took oh my it God. So Soul crushing. Yeah. I felt that heaviness and that beach ball analogy. And Beth from Autonomic is just saying it's a great analogy. <laughs> I'm you know? glad you love it. <laughs> it pops up, it hits you, it hits another. And the reality is, for me, from my lived experience, it hit me, it hit my partner. That ball smacked everybody in the face yeah. around me. And that's not how I wanted to live my life, right? You know, mm. so I had to get intentional. I had to recognize what was going on for me and take the action, right? And I'm clarity- so happy that you did that. And just had the courage because it does take courage and bravery to be like, mm. no, I'm going to unpack this. I'm not happy with the way that I'm feeling or the way that this is affecting me. I'm going to do the work on it because what mm. I see a lot of as well is that avoidance, that going the other way and being like, I'm just going to have a bottle of wine every night to unwind and release. I'm just going to, you know, smoke the cigarettes or whatever it is. I'm going to Netflix and chill, whatever it is, like whatever you distract yourself with, that becomes your coping mechanism. And so Mm -hmm. really like you've got to reel it back in and be sit in that space where you were like, okay, well, I want to change this and then, you know, find your way of doing that, Mm -hmm. whatever that may be. Yeah. And be kind to yourself on that process, right? Because Mm -hmm. I think we all expect uh, that we will just have like a clean mind. (laughs) Like, you know, like, why isn't my mind clean of thoughts? And like, I've just got this pure mind that's going to help me succeed in thriving for development. (laughs) And I heard this this week on a podcast. I love this. You know, every week you clean your house because you see the mess it's acquiring. Why don't we every week, every day, I know you preach this, every day clean out your head, clean out your thoughts. Exactly. Work through that process of downloading them all, working through them, 
so that you can show up as your best self. And I think we'd have a totally different healthcare system. I know oh it's God, the yeah. fix is not that simple, but when we realize that we have complete power over how we show up, how we react in every moment, even when there's no staffing and, you know, we're running short for the day, we have full control over everything in that situation. But yeah, we yet, we think that others, we think that it's the manager. We think that it's the Don. We think that it's the nun. Yeah. And it's not. It's how you react to all of that that's happening around you. Yeah. And what that really is, is like, again, that external environment really pressing you and what's already beneath the surface is coming out. So like you said, you know, when we are like, oh my God, it's their fault. It's their fault. It's their fault. How dare you make me feel this way? You're literally just giving your power away. It's not going to get you anywhere and it's actually just going to leave you frazzled and frustrated. So you really need to bring it back and, and start to think about like, okay, well, how can I show up right now? Like what is actually triggering me? What's coming up? Like exploring that for you, um, but also taking, you know, ownership of the way you feel because no one can actually make you feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. It's only our own stuff that comes up. Um, if anybody has any questions, please drop them in the comments. This is safe space. Um, yeah, anything about absolutely. mindset, ego, nursing, anything careers. I did get a few um, through if, if you want. Love to. it. I did Go write them it. down. So one was like how to identify a limiting belief that you have. So I don't know if you want to answer that or you want me to. Oh, that's a good one. I think in my experience, it's about being an observer mm, and watching, watching your thoughts, watching the stories that you tell yourself. I've become very attuned to the fact of like the story that I'm telling myself right now is – that mm, my partner that. is a lazy motherfucker. <laughs> and I that's he's not so true. <laughs> he, he's not lazy. He is not lazy. But you know, that's that's what I'm telling myself in this yeah. moment, right? And you know, then look at it objectively and decide whether it's truthful. Hundred percent. Like, is that, that is that true? <laughs> yeah. Is that true? Yes or no? And if it's not true, guess what? You have full full power to just throw that away in the bin because that's just the thought yeah and we're not our thoughts right and it is that thoughts no it's that detachment from like stepping from like being in your story to like stepping back and being oh this is the thought pattern i'm running today well that's like a crazy story or whatever it is and kind of just like Mm. talking yourself down or like you know kind of self-soothing or whatever you need to do in that moment Another way is to like think about the things you want to do and want to achieve and then listen to what comes up as to why you're not there yet or why you can't have that thing. And there you'll identify your limitations. And we've all got these things that we know that we know. So like, you know, the area you work in, you know it well, you have that knowledge. There's things you know that you don't know, like another specialty area that you like I don't know everything about that area. And then there's things we don't know we don't know. And often like our limitations lie in that space. We're mm-hmm. not quite aware of them until we shine that light of awareness on them. That's where the power is. That's where we can like decide to change mm-hmm. and move forward. Yeah. I love that. And people often think that there's a lot of fear. There's a lot of fear attached to self-limiting beliefs. Like what if I uncover this? And, you know, mm-hmm. it undoes me. I already know that I'm not working towards this because I'm telling myself X, Y, and Z. But the idea is that you do push through it and that yeah. you, you know, you, you must push through it because if not, it's going to hold you where you are. We want to stay in our comfort zone at all times. We do not want our brain. It's like a toddler. It's like yeah. a little toddler. 
And it's just like, why would you do that? Like, Liam, why would you go swimming today? It's like 18 degrees and it was cold in the pool. Why would you do that? But then like adult Liam is like, no, that's good for me. This is a good thing. I need to do that. So yeah. by jotting them down, I think, like you say, thinking about like, oh, my goal is to become a numb. Uh, how do I get there? Oh, wait a minute. Um, I'm not good enough. I don't have the skills. I think she's better than me. Uh, mm. Listen to that. Write it down and then look at it and see, is that true? Is that not true? And work through it with someone. Um, Absolutely. And then that's know. like the power of coaching, which I know you and I oh. just like froth on, but Boom. that's like the power, isn't it? <laughs> Where you can do this stuff by yourself to a certain degree and to a certain level. But like I was saying before, there's things you don't know, you don't know. Mm. So like you actually, the benefit in having that person there who's not in your brain and can objectively really help you and intuitively help you is like, yeah, just priceless. Mm. I truly believe that every nurse, every healthcare professional should have access to a coach slash psychologist to be able to process the stuff that we go through. I think that that would just transform our cultures, transform the workforce because, uh, it's, it's hard, heavy work, but so rewarding, so rewarding, but we need to be able to work through that stuff. Right. And we can't, I don't think that people can do it on their own. I know I can't do it on my own. I know mm. I have a, I have multiple coaches um, yeah, and that's same. what's helping make me the better, better version of myself, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. And I think question. you don't have to do it by yourself as well. Like we are, mm. you know, kind of in this mind frame of like, well, it's a weak task for help or like, you know, I should just be able to do this. But you're not taught this stuff in school and you haven't ever been taught it in your life. So how can you expect yourself to know how to emotionally work through something in a healthy way or to like show up how you want to show up or whatever it is for you? So again, mm-hmm. going back to that kindness thing, like always being kind to yourself as well. Love I did it. have another Love question that. come through. So the next one was how to know it's your ego speaking. I'll let you answer that first mm-hmm. and then I can answer it. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. How to know it's your ego speaking? Well, I mean, again, it's kind of my response would be similar is that I know when it's a thought or I call it the critic that yeah. that's talking to me. I know when that's talking to me because it's like walking down the road to, to go to the pool and it's like, why the hell are you doing this? You fool. Do you know? And that, that narrative comes up for me and I know that it's there. Also, it's just often trying to keep you safe. Like yeah, I find that the 100%. ego for me is trying to keep me safe. I guess it's just having that awareness again, observing your thoughts is what I would say. What What do you have? Yeah, 100% just being so, so aware. I'm similar, like having that awareness, but also like I find for me in particular anyway, and I know a lot of my clients, like your intuition and your intuitive, whether that be a voice or a feeling, will be mm. quieter compared to your ego voice. So your ego voice is like, blah, 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 why are you doing that? Why, like, you know, it's kind of like a <laughs> overprotective guard dog that just barks mm. at anything walking past. Whereas your intuition is, and this is why, you know, daily rituals, tuning into yourself is so important. Mm. So you can kind of decipher the difference. But for me, it's like a bodily feeling. I can feel that in my body. Okay, that feels good for me. Or I just get like these kind of intuitive nudges to do things. And I know like, okay, that's coming from an awesome place. Whereas yeah, your ego, I guess you can liken it. And I don't like to make out the ego to be bad because it does serve a purpose, mm-hmm. but it's like that 
I was going to say like that devil on your shoulder, but it's also, it is trying to keep you safe. Like that's its ultimate mm. job. It is trying to keep you, yeah, keep you safe and keep you like comfortable and, and wrapped in cotton wool. But obviously that's not conducive with you being like your best version and creating all you want to create. So yeah, the ego brain protective at the base core, but is also coming through in these like stories or, or the limiting beliefs that you have deep down is actually what your ego will voice to you. So it's like a bridge from our subconscious to our conscious. So like, you know, if you want to be a numb or that's your goal and it's the one that's like, well, she can do it, but you can't do it. Who do you think you are? Blah, blah, blah. I hope that makes sense to everyone. <laughs> that's kind of how yeah. I describe the ego. Yeah, no, it does. And it kind of comes back to like that idea of like, it's that internal narrative that we're running. We associate with that. We don't have to associate with that exactly. because it is just trying to keep us safe. And like you say, it serves a purpose, right? So we don't want to beat that up. We don't want to be like F off, like, you know, don't ever yeah. come back because it's always going to be there. So we need to get better at managing it and realizing yeah. when it's the ego that's taking over. And even, you know, when I work with nursing clients and, and we work through CV, even though somebody's committed to the decision of applying for a job, that ego is on overdrive and mm. it's sitting there and it's saying like, uh, I don't think so. You're pushing your luck. I don't think you should be doing this. Uh, you yeah. don't have the qualifications to do this. And that comes through in coaching and it's so powerful to be able to sit there and go, that's not true. Yeah, <laughs> There's nothing 100%. true about what it's saying. Absolutely yeah. nothing is true. And it gets loudest and, before you take that step, right? Before you apply for that new yeah. job or you do that thing that you've always wanted to do. It, it becomes real loud because it's like, oh, this is new, uncomfortable, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So it's just, yeah, knowing that and knowing that I think with that fear that comes up, that discomfort is not running away from it, but instead it's, working and stepping through it it's holding it by the hand and walking forward anyway you know and just taking that step i find that taking the action is just the most powerful way to overcome it yeah it's and it feels kind of intuitive it's kind of like when people go into interview and i coach them on interview and we talk about that a lot and they're so worried and so stressed and their ego is coming up and all the previous self-limiting beliefs like i can't do this the last time i stuffed it up blah 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 and, you know, just that reframe or just thinking about it in a different light. When you go to the theme park, right, you feel really stressed out, right? You, uh, sorry, you feel excited and stressed because you're going to the theme park and you're going to go on that bloody roller coaster and it looks terrifying. <laughs> yeah. And you're worried, but you're also excited, right? Yeah. So when we're in fight or flight, we can choose to be worried or excited. That's proof yeah. of the pudding. We can be both at the same time. And I think that helps with managing the ego in that moment, because when you go in, you go, well, I'm prepped. I'm ready to rock and roll. I've done my homework. I'm confident because I've worked on my self-limiting beliefs. I'm aware that my ego is just full of thoughts and it's trying to keep me safe. I can step forward into this knowing that I'm giving it a hundred percent and I can choose that I'm going to be in fight or flight and I'm going to be cacking myself, but I'm super excited about this. Yeah, exactly. And like reframing it to yourself. Yeah, yeah, and like self coaching in those moments, so powerful, so mm. so powerful. Yeah, love yeah, it. love do you have it. Any other- I do have one more that someone put through, and it's knowing your worth or ways to know your worth as an employee going for a promotion. Comes back to your mindset. Like if you're asking yourself that question around, like, am I worthy of this? That is, that's a self limiting belief. 
And, yeah. and ultimately, if you have that gut feeling, that intuition that you should apply for this and go for it, that's bloody amazing. Yeah. It's not delusional to say you should just go for it. And people look at me all the time and say, but I've only been a nurse for like two minutes. I'm like, I don't care. If you yeah. feel drawn to it, like if you feel drawn to being an educator or whatever, if you feel drawn to being a, a you know, a, a nurse on the floor in an, in an area, go and do it and know that you will gain everything that you need in that process. Obviously, if you are looking at a promotion in an area, you have the skill set to step forward into that. So it's about believing in yourself. Maybe sit there and write down everything that you do have. Mm. Write, write down everything that you have and that you have to offer that job and that role and what you've achieved to this point because we are so, so bad and oh, I am guilty of this. But uh, taking stock of where we've where we've come from and what we've achieved. Yeah. Uh, and that is super powerful. I think once you realize and sit there and spend half an hour what have I achieved over the last X amount of years as a nurse? And what uh, what's prepared me for this moment? You'll be super surprised. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah, often our brain is is wired and I haven't done that yet, haven't got that yet. And it's like we're always looking for what we don't have. But you're so right. Like when you sit down and you're like, I've actually done a lot, then mm. it shifts your perspective. And I would also say to that, feeling worthy comes from that deep-rooted limitation of that limiting belief, like I'm not worthy. Um, and it's probably something that 99% of my clients come to me with. So I would also address that on the deep subconscious levels because how one thing shows up for you is actually how it's showing up in a multitude of different places in your life. And it's just that it's been highlighted because you're going for that promotion or you're putting yourself out there in that way. So getting to the root cause and obviously working through that will have a massive benefit so that you don't have to deal with that mm. and that worthy again when you do want to do something and instead like feel confident to step forward. Yeah, that's so powerful. And we give all of that, you know, we give that power to other people to define our worth. <laughs> and we, yeah. you know, people, but my manager hasn't said that I'm worthy of, or like my manager hasn't tapped me on the shoulder. Newsflash, no one is coming to tap you on the shoulder. 100%. <laughs> you know, yeah. you, you have to, you have to, like you say, tap your own damn shoulder. Like, tap your own damn shoulder and get your lady, you know, what, what do you say? Get your lady balls and get on. Yeah. <laughs> get like your lady balls and just go for it. <laughs> I love that because no one's coming. <laughs> that yeah. was that was a realization for me, which probably took me a while to actually understand. <laughs> no one's coming, Liam, to tap you on the shoulder and give you the keys to the hospital. <laughs> it's yeah. not happening. Yeah. Uh, exactly. You have to work for it. You have to work hard, and yeah. you. It sounds like that individual is obviously put, putting in the work that asks that question. Mm. But like you say, good to get to the root cause of that and and work through it. Mm. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Love that question, though. Good. Yeah, it's such a good <laughs> one. Have you got any more? Um, no, I think that was all. You got all the cues. I've got one here. So, so a second year registered nurse, I'm assuming is already working, wants to go and work in intensive care and is questioning, do I jump in uh, and do it or do I gather more experience elsewhere? What would you say mm, to that? I love this. Oh, <laughs> this is such a, yeah, I would say do it because you learn along the way and you're going to be so much more open to learning. And this goes back to like having to have all your ducks in a row before you step forward. You're never going to have ducks in a row. Like we've all just got these crazy pigeons that are like flapping everywhere and we're trying to like bring them back and put them in a row, but it's not possible. So I always am an advocate for doing things before you're ready 
because you actually step into your own leadership when you when you do that and when you just jump mm-hmm. in. So it's when we sit in action puts you in doubt and action takes you out of doubt. So it's like when we sit, the more time we add to things, the more fear we add. So we build things up in our head and we like we think of all the reasons why not and blah blah blah. I'd just say fuck it and do it. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Uh, I totally, totally agree. I love that pigeon analogy. We're getting all the analogies today. I know. Um, I'm like an analogy fan, so <laughs> I would totally agree. I would 100% agree with that. Do it. If you're aligned with that and that's where you want to be, make it bloody happen. Mm-hmm. Go and do it. And I think it's interesting you touched on the fear, like we're never going to be ready ever. Mm. If you're waiting, if you're on this call and you're waiting to be ready to apply for that job, you're never going to be ready. Just do it. No one is ready <laughs> to go to any point, any um, process. Yeah. No one career. ever feels ready. No. No one's ready, you know? It's a myth. Uh, that's different. Yeah, it is. And that's what I find interesting this week talking to Tim Ferriss on the podcast was that even CEOs get there and they have, they're filled with self doubt. <laughs> that just blew my mind. I'm thinking, bro, these people are the top of the chain. Like they, they got the shit together, haven't they? And he was saying, no, it's quite the opposite. They focus so much on their career that they don't understand. They, they don't have that clarity um, around all mm. of those things. So, um, it's very interesting. So just do it. Take the step, do the work, see what comes up, like Hannah says, and move through that. And I heard something this week about fear, and I wanted to share it because I knew it would come up. And it was an acronym. And somebody said fear basically is just a fantasized experience that appears real. Mm, I, I love, love that. that. Basically, love that. just a story that we're telling ourselves, a fantasized yeah. experience that we that appears real to us. Because they were saying that there's only really two things that we can really be scared of as heights, as humans, and loud noises. Mm, Everything else we're conditioned to fear. Yeah, yeah, we just make it all up. Yeah, isn't Mm -hmm. it fascinating? Um, I love that question. I think there's a question here from Beth, or or a statement. Beth says, I'd love to hear your opinions on dealing with toxic bullying nurses. Seem to be coming up a lot at the minute from my people. Oh, that's a good one. This is a good one. Yeah, so there's a lot to unpack here. Okay, the first thing is to know that um, this belief will really serve you if you are dealing with this, that perception is projection. So knowing that the people who are displaying that behaviour are fucking miserable with themselves first up. Doesn't make it okay, not an excuse, but they don't love themselves. And the next thing is, is building your confidence up enough to put a boundary in place to stand up for yourself. During my grad year, I experienced this um, with one clinical nurse and I didn't necessarily have the confidence then, but I happened to be quite a fiery human and at that time hadn't really done that much work on communication and stuff. So I ended up firing back at her and she never did it again. But I'm not saying that's right in every circumstance, but I'm saying asserting yourself is so, so important and setting the boundary that that's not okay. Like, I don't appreciate you speaking to me that way. And even just asking like, are you okay? Are you okay? You seem really upset right now. Are you okay? And just mm-hmm. seeing because underneath that, their behavior, there is something going on for them. And the other thing is not being scared to escalate that, knowing that, that it's their own shit, asserting yourself and putting a boundary in place and escalating it to whoever you need to escalate it to. And if they happen to be friends with their manager, I would go higher because it's not, it's something that is so rife in nursing, unfortunately. So you have to 
unfortunately, you have to develop a thick skin about this stuff, but it doesn't mean put up with it. I am all for mm-hmm. asserting, communicating, and quite often what I see is people who bully don't have the communication skills to work through it, and this is the behavior they know, is to be condescending to make other people or try and make other people feel insignificant. They're just knowing that they don't feel significant themselves. Therefore, they're displaying this behavior to try and gain significance in some other way by making someone else small. So mm-hmm. that's me. I am mm-hmm. for like, and I, I know some people don't like confrontation, but if you don't assert your boundaries in nursing, then people actually start to think that they can walk over you and take your kindness as weakness. So you do need to assert yourself. There's mm-hmm. absolutely nothing wrong with that. And there are really professional ways to do it. Yeah. What would you say? I to- love that. And I think, yeah, I, I think I totally agree with everything you've just said. And I know that Beth will resonate with all of that because that's definitely what Beth pre- you know, preaches on, on our channel. I don't want to talk for you, Beth, but you know, that whole idea of the nurse is suffering. I look mm. at these people and I just see suffering and I feel yeah. empathy and compassion towards them. And I also then on the other, other side of that understand the impact that they are having on the individual, the team, the broader team, the patients, the families. So it needs to be addressed. It must 100%. be addressed. And from a leadership and a cultural safety perspective, it is a just time bomb. It's mm. a ticking time bomb. These people need to have those conversations with the managers ultimately. And I guess the if you have a manager that is approachable and you can go and talk these things through with, you absolutely should. And like mm. you say, you can confront that, maybe even just from a place of curiosity. Like, mm. oh, like I'm just noticing that you're coming. You know, I'm just noticing that you seem to be a bit upset today. You know, whatever. If they're inflamed by that comment, that's their problem. Yeah, um, and it shows think, you there's something yeah. beneath the surface. Yeah, and I think we can apply that to our patients as well, right? Like our patients 100%. can become inflamed, our patients can, and they're just projecting their shit yeah. onto us. And then we that's a critical point, though. At that point, that's a critical point because we have a choice there. Mm-hmm. And that's not what a lot of people realize that we have a choice at that point to, you know, take it on board and just do something about it or make it mean something about us. Mm. Make it mean something about the care that I've delivered. Make it mean something about me as a new graduate nurse. Um, yeah. And that's, I think, where we are just snowballing this in healthcare because it's just mm. that insight is just not there. Um, yeah. And uh-huh. that comes from managers and leaders that don't have that insight. <laughs> and 100%. instead, the way they manage it is they manage it with more conflict. Yeah. They manage think, it with more conflict, gaslighting, bullying. Yeah. And it's so, I think it's not an overnight thing that we can change, but it starts with you being really empowered and knowing that you're worthy to be treated mm. right in your workplace. Like you're worthy of having boundaries, you know. And the other thing I will say is like, if it's a really like a systemic issue, don't be afraid to leave and know your worth. I've done that many times before in workplaces and who didn't treat me the way that I deserve to be treated. I've just handed in my resignation and left and, you know, mm-hmm. even had exit interviews and had laid it all out. And I have heard on the grapevine, they haven't changed how they are. They're still turning over those stuff. So knowing that, you know, not making it about you, but what they're doing, but honoring yourself and tuning into like what you need to do for your mental health and like for your sanity, because you don't deserve to go to work. Like nursing is hard enough without <laughs> people who you work with who are supposed to be your your support are uh, making it harder for you. Absolutely. 
it's just crazy, isn't it, that we just make it compound those issues and the trauma and the, the hard work that we do. Hope, hopefully, Beth, that gives you some opinions or some uh, different yeah. perspectives. <laughs> yeah. But I do, I resonate 100% with what uh, Beth from Autonomic was saying on uh, her page recently about it's not nursing that's the problem. And that has been like an aha moment for me in my career. I've always blamed nursing. Like, oh God, nursing takes so much from me. But it's given me so much. It's given me so much in my life and my career. Again, that was just the thought that I had about the, the environment, right? So you know, nursing is so toxic. It's a thought. And if we mm. continue to think that thought, that's the system we will continue to create. True. Very true. We need to clean it out. <laughs> and yeah. I'm so conscious of it because I buy into that narrative. Ten years of doing it, I, I buy into that story. Um, yeah. and friends phone me and, oh, this is happening. And I'm like, oh my God, that shit. Like you need to leave. You need... And that's all true. But also in that moment, you have a chance to just change your thought process about that. Mm, yeah. See it for what it is, but also then be empowered to go, that person is suffering. They're bullying other people. I'm going to escalate it and I'm going to remove myself from that. And I'm going to take action. Yeah. No, super important. There's one other question. I know you probably need to go. Do you have, do you have battery? I've <laughs> got, have well, it said battery? 10% like a few minutes ago. So <laughs> just, if I just randomly drop off, it's not because I've left it. So we just keep going. <laughs> well, I'll just blame Australian internet. It's fine. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I've got a question here. What can we do when we're already burnt out? Uh, we're being bullied and the manager provides no support and supports the bullies. Yeah. That's a, yeah. that's a lot to unpack. It is. Um, so yeah. what can we do when we're burnt out, bullied, and the manager's basically not supporting anybody? Mm, yeah. So first of all, the burnout, I would, if you can, take a break, drop down your hours and start to look at where you don't have boundaries around your self-care, where you need to pour into yourself more. And just take that time um, because we don't figure anything out by staying in the same cycle in the same environment. In terms of, you know, the work environment, that's really unfortunate. (sighs) Yeah, it's so hard to say without knowing all the deets. But, I mean, just my initial observation, if it's like a, you know, systemic kind of issue, is that the area that you really want to be in? Is that the hospital that you really want to be in? Because, if it's not the right environment for you, like sometimes we go into these environments and we think I've got to stay here or we get really uncomfortable about leaving. But I would think about like what your other options are. And like, you know, there's so many opportunities at the moment, especially it's like a really great time. If you mm-hmm. want to, if you want to move, like not necessarily areas, you can move to a different hospital or like a different place is what mm-hmm. I would say. If, if it's an issue that can't be resolved by speaking to somebody higher up. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, that's good advice. It is so challenging. I think the burnout, the self-care thing is important. I think a lot of us forget to schedule the things that bring us joy mm. in our lives and life just takes over. So 100%. I would be making time in your calendar every week, consciously, like schedule your joy, your bliss thing as the first thing. Mm. That's your priority. You go to work. It's kind of like shift planning. You know, it drives me crazy when I see shift planners that have at eight o'clock in the morning meds, meds, meds for all the six patients. Cause guess what? It happens at the same time every day. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, you don't need to schedule that. Like that is a given. You know, that's happening. Yeah. Schedule the things that are not a uh, comment, things that just creep up, the things that you need to put into place to be able to take the next step. 
So schedule the joy and the fun and all of the things that you, that bring you happiness in your life. Do that for the burnout. I um, mean, stop being aware of those thoughts. Being bullied. I mean, that's such a hard one within the system itself. If you've got a manager that doesn't, that supports the bully and doesn't support you, I would be saying, um, sign a general adios by <laughs> I'm mm. off. I, uh, this is not the place for me. Uh, but you have to in that process. I think from my learnings, you have to like your reason why you're leaving. Do you know, if you just leave because it's a reaction to others, sorry, I have pet rabbits. Um, <laughs> I have two pet rabbits. I'm not going to show you because it's a friggin' mess and they're just throwing the hay around the friggin' house. Um, lol. Um, so you need to like your reason why. If you just mm. leave and just pick your bags up and go, you're going to be better. There's going to be so much, like you'll see this, that's trauma that you've not processed. Do you know, get to a point do some thought work, really dig deep, get intentional with yourself and think, what does this job give me? What does it not give me? What do I want? What do I need? How does it facilitate my life at the moment? And then from there, you're able to make an informed decision. Yeah. 100%. Rather than rather than just reacting, being like, that person's reaction. an asshole. Yeah. I'm off. I like I've been there. Like I am a chronic job hopper for lots of different reasons. One, because I like to challenge myself, but two, because I've been in roles where I have gone, no, no way, Mm. not happening. And then there's just, it's just unprocessed. So I think work through all of that. And uh, I would be inclined at that, that point to then make an informed decision and like your reason why be confident with the decision and talk it out with somebody. I don't yeah. don't feel like you have to do it on your own. You know, reach out to one of us or something um, if you need that kind of uh, support. Yeah, 100%. Love it. Absolutely. Rory's saying schedule those things that bring us joy. Yes. Yes, yes absolutely. 100%. I was inspired by your post today, Rory. I went and had a swim. Um, so Rory's post about swimming and the benefits of swimming. I'm like, I'm off for a swim. Done. Love it. <laughs> Awesome. I l- love this chat. I'm conscious that your battery's going to die. Um, I absolutely love chatting to you, Hannah. So thank you so much for Aww. coming on. I feel like we should like do this more let's, often. Yeah, let's um, have like, um, what's the date? I was going to say like tea with Hannah and Liam, but like yeah, spill the tea I or something. Know. I don't know. We'll make something fun. I was, even, um, I was trying to find like a nursing pun, you know, like off with the cuff, yeah. like thinking blood pressure cuff, but I'm like, yeah. that's <laughs> we'll, we'll have a brainstorm um, we'll come up with something we will we will we'll definitely chat about it is there anything that you want to leave people with like anything that you want to share um, oh my goodness if you can hear me over that noise yeah. anything you want to share with people that might be watching to inspire them motivate them to become a better version of themselves oh i'm trying to think of a good analogy no, um, <laughs> i know um I think there's so much I could say, but just know that like whatever you're going through right now, whether that's like some sort of struggle or challenge that, you know, you have the power to get through it. It's just that maybe you need to look at what tools do I need or where do I need to get help or, you know, what am I not seeing here and kind of just empowering yourself in that way. But just knowing that, you know, you can be and you can do whatever you want to do. You can be whoever you want to be. Yeah. And I think, in connecting with you, Hannah, one thing that really spoke to me so much so that I, I named the podcaster <laughs> um, was your message, your message. Yeah. Like that hit me when you said that on the podcast, that really, do you know, when someone just says something and you have an aha moment, 
that hit me and I think that will hit a lot of people because it's so true. We all think that we're on this slippery slope, like the river of misery (laughs) to nowhere. Like it's not going to happen for me. When's it coming? Mm. And the truth is it's all part of the process. This is where, you know, this is where you um, step into that and you lean into it and you get curious about what's got you here. Um, And like I said earlier in this week, my top tip is don't worry about the how. Do not worry about the house. Start off by thinking about where you want to go and start visualizing that and really think big about your career. Uh, Don't hold yourself back. Get rid of those self-limiting beliefs. Start working through them because anything that you believe you can create. Exactly. And I also want to add to that. Oh, you go. No, no, I'm just, I'm just going to repeat. Literally anything you believe you can create. It's, it's phenomenal. Yeah. You wouldn't be given that. that that vision if it it wasn't for you right and the other thing is is if you see somebody else who's got a position you want or doing something you want to do use that as evidence of like I can do that too instead of going to like oh I could never do that use that as evidence like if they're doing it I can do it too like everyone's a human being and it just takes tweaking your mindset and believing in yourself where you can Mm -hmm. absolutely create what you want to create yeah like you said earlier this week I think it's 95% mindset Mm. Or, you know, 5% action. Um, yeah. It is, it's all up in here. We're highly intellectual individuals and beings, but uh, at times, like, literally, it does feel like it's a daycare in there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we all, <laughs> and we all have the same, you know, the same challenges that yeah. we need to work through. But it's, it's good to know that there's lots of us doing it and, and working through that together. Yeah, 100%. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. This has been so fun. Yes. Well, make sure you check out Hannah on The Breakthrough Nurse. And um, I'm now just turning this into the Liam show. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, I love the Liam um, show, so go. Make, <laughs> make sure that you follow Hannah on The Breakthrough Nurse and, and reach out if you're interested in Untamed, because I think it's closing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. in yeah. a week. Great, love, great. Yeah. love yeah. that work. Love that. And if anybody on here is interested in learning more about how to become a, an effective leader, reach out to me. Um, up, I'm Liam. launching that in the next few weeks. And I'm he, super excited. He's the leadership um, boss, so I'm the leadership boss, badass CEO. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's what I'm telling myself. I tell a believe it, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> Love it. All right, thank you so much. Alrighty, thanks so much for your Bye. time. Thanks, guys, for tuning in and sending through questions. Guys. See ya. See ya. Thank you so much for listening. I would love if you could leave a review and rate this podcast wherever you listen. Please feel free to tag us on social media and make sure you share it with your nursing peers so they don't miss out on all this goodness. Until next time, my high performance friends, stay forever curious.